It's time for Lickin' On Lending. Welcome, everybody. Good to have you with us. Welcome to Lickin' On Lending, a weekly mortgage market update providing up-to-the-minute information on interest rates, loan programs, and hot industry news, all related to the mortgage industry. Brought to you by Transformational Mortgage Solutions. To participate in today's program, our guest call in line is 646 716 4972. Now, here's your host of Lickin' On Lending, David Lickin. Let's begin. Welcome, everybody. It is May 4th, 2020. So good to have you joining us. This podcast is created by mortgage professionals. It is for mortgage professionals and an increasing number of other industry participants are joining in, realtors and the like, builders and people on the hill in D.C. We welcome you all. We're grateful to have you as our listener. And again, our commitment is to bring you timely information in an audio format that you can listen to anytime and anywhere. So grateful to have you here today in the hot topic. I am excited to have an old friend come back, Dale Vermillion. He'll be with us. He's the founder and CEO of Mortgage Champions. He has taught over 450 lenders and 1 million loan officers since 1995 on a systematic and value-based approach to sales, customer service, and management that delivers results and builds lasting customer loyalty. Man, I am excited to have him here joining us. You know, people ask us, how do you select the hot topics? It always seems like it just fits. It just seems to work with kind of what's going on in the industry. The reason I asked Dale to come on is as we look at this industry coming back, as we start coming out of COVID, various states are coming out of the COVID-19 lockdown and starting to see more activity start happening. I think there's a huge pent-up demand in the mortgage industry. As we get ready to respond to this demand, I believe housing is going to lead this economic recovery. It's going to be very significant. I think it's going to lead us out of the housing economic self-imposed coma. So I thought it would be timely to get Dale back on and talk about what he's talking about with customers he's working with. And he just referred me another one of his clients. I was talking to that client and he was telling me all the stuff that Dale did for him. I go, man, we got to share this with our audience. That's why we're having Dale on. Talk about how you can recover strong in this recovery. I believe it's about to happen. Also, we talk about why we do this podcast. I was just talking to one of our clients this morning, Alcova Mortgage. Love these guys. And they're talking about videos and how do you keep ego out? We want to communicate more, but how do you keep ego out? It really comes down to your purpose. Why are you doing this? Are you doing this to make your name great or communicate something about how awesome you are? Or is it about helping people? This podcast exists to educate and help our listeners grow. Yes, I put my name on it. I got that idea from Neil Cavuto directly. He said, we were naming the podcast. And I said, what's your name this thing? Talking to one of his producers, he said, put your name on it, Lick, and you'll probably be a little more important to you to make sure it's done in excellence. So we seek excellence. We're always looking for ideas. If you know ways we can make this even more effective, we're here. But we plan our hot topics just before I dialed in to get in the switchboard. I was on talking with Gregory Keith, Senior Vice President of Risk at Jenny Main. We're going to have him coming on and talking about how do we get the right people into the Jenny May system. It's not about more. It's about getting the right ones in. Greg has agreed to come on and talk to us. We've had him on as a guest before. We're going to get him back on. Boy, what a timely time. So many saying, we got to have a Jenny May approval. Well, are you ready? We're going to be talking about that and a whole lot more other important topics. We're excited. Our why is to help you 
grow and learn, folks. We're going to do that on the Hot Topics segment and throughout the whole program. So let's get on. Proud to be a part of the Industry Syndicate. Check out .com. And we're also very pleased to be a part of both the Industry Syndicate and Mortgage Media. Go check out their website. Also, we've launched a new series. Dave Matthews and myself are doing a weekly or twice a month. That's what we're starting out. We may go weekly and then we may do more regularly than that. Is called The Daves, The Two Daves. Dave Matthews, Dave Lincoln. We're talking about industry stuff that's going on. And then we've got David Stevens joining us in one of our upcoming ones. It's really funny to be doing these as we provide thought leadership. They've got the thought. they got the leadership. I'm showing up, I don't know, maybe for educational and, and some entertainment factor there. But I'm honored to be a part of that as well. So check out Industry Syndicate as well as Mortgage Media. We're grateful for our sponsors, the Mortgage Bankers Association of America. Go check out the April 17th podcast with Bill Kilmer and Pete Mills. Very informative. That thing is getting shared a ton. It's talking about what the NBA is doing about the pandemic. And while you're there at their website, sign up for the Mortgage Action Alliance. Very important. You do not have to be a member of the NBA to be a part of and have your voice heard through the Mortgage Action Alliance application. Then also, Finastra. Love our friends at Finastra who automatically addresses compliance issues by delivering enhanced borrower satisfaction and increased productivity. Then we have our two co-ops that we're part of, the Lenders One as well as the Mortgage Collaborative. Both of these co-ops help you create competitive advantages for both lenders and vendor members. Also, the Community Mortgage Lenders of America. Love these guys and what they're doing and having the voice heard. MBA does a great job and they do it oftentimes in partnership with the CMLA. I encourage you to become a member of them or consider that. Indicom, they're grateful to have them. Great outsourcing solution as well as Incelerate, what Josh does there and helping create connectivity. Customer engagement is very powerful as well as some great technology, pre-designed campaigns and health with Bauer Engagement. And then also check out Adam Wellwood's testimony on our Ainsworth Advisory website. Go to AinsworthAdvisors.com. Check out Adam Wellwood's testimony. Talk about how he saved 300000 to his bottom line by having as his corporate advisors, Ainsworth Advisors. Very compelling story. Check that out. As well as AI Assist. Are you using artificial intelligence to reach your Bowers? Let me tell you, check it out in our advertising page. Powerful tool. Also, Celebrity Home Loans. We have Pete Gabrione talking to us about their growth plans through M&A. Very powerful testimony. We had him on the podcast back on November 18th. If you want to hear about that, mergers and acquisitions, you got to check out knowledgecoop.com. Amazing what they're doing. Then we also will work with Mobility RE and Modex, both of these platforms that are helping you on the recruiting side. We had Ben as a guest on our podcast here recently. It was a really good developing a lot of listenership out of that as well as Modex. We've got Dale Larson coming up on the program soon. Looking forward to having him here, as well as Velma, Virtual Electronic Marketing Assistant, Bender Sir, Bidyard. We've been doing videos, and also a big thank you goes out to Alice, Andy, Alan, and Joe for their contributions each and every week. So let's get over to Rob Van Rapport. Hi, I'm Rob Van Rapport. Welcome to the Mortgage Minute and the latest news from the Mortgage Bankers Association. Today, FHFA announced that the GSEs have created online multifamily property lookup tools. This is to help renters find out if they are protected from evictions during the COVID-19 pandemic. The tools allow renters to find out if the multifamily property they live in has a GSE-backed mortgage. Under the CARES Act, renters living in a property with a GSE-backed mortgage are covered by a temporary eviction moratorium. Landlords with GSE-backed mortgages can enter forbearance if their tenants cannot pay rent due to COVID-19. 
COVID-19 loss of income. Additionally, in a recent blog post, MBA president and CEO Bob Brooksmit discussed forbearance and also highlighted the importance of repayment options as lenders and consumers work together on forbearance strategies. If you need further assistance on forbearance resources, feel free to visit MBA's COVID-19 resources page located on mba.org. That's it for now. Thanks for joining me. We will move on then to Les Parker's TM Spotlight with this week's Macro View of the Market. Les? TM Spotlight Soundbite is brought to you by PowerSeller, making hedging easy. EU cries with no one to blame. They're breaking down, breaking down. Will things ever be the same again? The Great Repricing continues with its uncertainty, particularly in Europe. The Eurozone members that use the Euro want to rescue themselves from the COVID economic disaster, but disagree on how. The savers, like the Netherlands and Germany, want conditions while the spenders, like Spain and Italy, want a blank check. So, Europe's economic union will change. Either they'll form a new economic union, or they reduce their members. Regardless, it's the final These views my own. Go to tmspotlight.com to subscribe to my daily newsletter. (laughs) That's a good job. Les Parker, Gary Kentrabone, I love your partnership and how you guys do that with the messaging. Yeah, there's some really interesting stuff. Joe Farr, who's joining us again live. Joe, good to have you here. Appreciate you. It's going to be interesting to find out what goes on with the union, uh, you know, European Union, especially when there's such diversity. Let's kind of highlighted that. And for those of you that are not familiar with TMSpotlight.com, go check it out. You can subscribe to Les's daily newsletter. It's free. Very good information in that. We have some top industry leaders. Stanley Middleman listens to it. So, but we also have Joe Farr here. Okay. So we're thrilled to have you here, friend. What's going on? MPS prices are down a little this morning. You want to talk yes, about that? Yeah, they're down yep. 10 or 15 basis points. They've been bouncing around at that level. Stock market's down a bit itself. If we're not dealing with enough, we're now going to have to deal maybe with a renewed trade war concern. Apparently, harsh comments by President Trump over the weekend toward China uh, <laughs> yeah. regarding, you know, he criticized China for their handling of the coronavirus and for failing to meet their commitments under the recently signed trade agreement. So, he threatened new trade, new tariffs, sanctions, and, yeah. and yeah. the stock market didn't like that. So it opened lower and it's remained lower. It's recovered a little bit. So it's down a 200 points or so right now. Last week was a little less volatile than I expected. I told you that I thought with all that was going on with central banker meetings and the important data that we'd see some volatility, but we really didn't. So it was nice to see prices improved just a little bit over the week. The uh, economic data that came out was generally worse than expected, but really didn't have an impact on the market. Starting with GDP, it was expected to fall, but not at 4.8% annualized. So that was worse than expected. The pending home sales number was much worse than expected. It fell 20% when a 10% drop. Yeah, it's ugly. Uh, weakless jobless claims were a little more than expected, but they were lower than the week before, so that's good. And then ISM manufacturing was really the only thing that, that beat expectations. The central bank, there were no real surprises from the Fed or the ECB. They both basically are pledging to do whatever it takes. 
during the week on Thursday, so Freddie Mac puts out their weekly mortgage market survey, and in this week's or last week's survey, they reported that the 30-year fixed rate was as low as it's ever been in their survey. So that's a good sign. I'm not so sure that our borrower customers are feeling that, but second market, there is the yields are pretty low. Looking at the week ahead, Dave, the biggest thing is going to be Friday's jobs report is expected to show a loss of 22 million jobs. Uh, Whoa. Oh. The unemployment rate is expected to jump over 16%. That would be the highest since 1939. Scary you know, again, data. Yeah, that, uh, scary data. Obviously, scary data. And ISM services is expected to come out in it, too. Uh, yeah, ISM measures... Put out a number, and the the numbers above 50 mean expansion. The numbers below 50 mean they're measuring a contraction, and and the expected number for April is 38, which would show a fairly large contraction. But like last week, and and I expect this week as well, these bad numbers are expected, and even if they're worse than expected, uh, that data just hadn't been moving the market. What we'll probably see a little more focus on is states that are beginning to reopen their activities and the success or failure of their reopening is going to be a big market driver. And so we need to pay attention to that. Yeah, for sure. That's going to be interesting. The jobs numbers, can you believe 16%? We're we're at the lowest. 16%. We were the lowest unemployment going into this thing. In was it four four decades something like that three four decades it was yeah I think it's four, four four decades and now we're at the highest since 1939 oh how oh oh well, so how can we recover we'll see Jack. what comes out is bad so. we'll see it's, it, I won't be surprised I was on no. list watching the market update with Barry Habib's website for those of you guys who haven't seen that go look at the mbshighway.com they do a morning update and it's Barry Dan and Megan, sorry, I ain't Megan Anderson. She does a great job. And the three of them put out a word, and they were talking about the jobs numbers and what's going on. But also, I recently got a subscription to MBS Live. And folks, I am loving this. This is amazing. What's on MBS Live and all one screen, which you can look at, more data, more screens. And I love screens. I love data. <laughs> data, data, data. And there's so much of it here. And so you got to check out MBS Live. If you haven't already done so, be sure to get subscription on MBS Live. And tell them you found out about it from looking here on Looking at Lendy. Appreciate it so much. Joe, thank you so much for being here each and every week and have been here faithfully for over 10 years. One of the, the very original on here with us. So appreciate you so much. Thanks, Dave. You bet. Alice Alvey is not going to be able to join us today. Dallas, we love you and miss you. You're so much a part of this podcast, but we do have Alan Pollock here with a tech update. And I want to put in a plug for Finastra. Alan's with another great LOS system we should do, open close. They do a great job. But I first want to say that Finastra's mortgage loan origination system, their Fusion Bot mortgage, is called Fusion Mortgage bot can increase revenue and it offers great customer experience. That's one of the things I love how it can be branded to your company and help build your business. I mean, it's so much is about technologies. They have over 1,400 clients that are already using this and they're having an amazing experience. Anyway, Alan, good to have you here. And again, we give a shout out to Open Close who lets you come on. You're part of our consulting firm. 
So you can write Alan, A-L-L-E-N, at TMS-Advisors. And we also works with open clothes. So you may wear many hats, my friend. Busy guy. What you got? I've got so much. And, you know, it's good to be busy. When I'm not busy, I wind up kind of like most of us. We get kind of itchy and we want to look at our phone and figure out what's next. That's a good thing. Are you a mad swiper? You know, too? Are you finding your time swiping a lot on Facebook and looking at various, you know, the the, the LinkedIn sites? And you're fa- swiping through the stories. Is that something you do with some regularity? Oh yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And okay. the great thing about LinkedIn is, I'd say ninety percent of the stuff that is posted is relevant and it's good. Yeah. Right. Yes. Everybody yeah. does a good job of keeping everything non LinkedIn out of LinkedIn, which really works out well. Yeah, it's so true. Well, it's good to have you with us. What's your tech report today? Well, this is sort of a, a warning, David, right? If you are having trouble with the face ID on your iPhone because it won't recognize you with the mask on, there's a, yeah. an update Apple put out that's in beta, and it's coming out that allows you, if it sees that you have a face mask on, it just immediately goes right to the password screen so you can enter in your password. Oh, really? That's interesting. So, so the face recognition, yeah. they're putting in an algorithm or, or some programming in there. So if it sees a mask, it goes, okay, just go to the code. That's so funny. Well, I, so I, I don't know about Back you, but how many times have you not been able to get your face aligned with the phone? And it, it goes three or four times sometimes before you can get the keypad up, right? It's just kind of I annoying. Kind yeah, of it is. Yeah. yeah. Fear yeah. no more. Face masks will soon help us get into our phones a lot faster than they do today. So, David, yes. I, I wanted to switch gears and talk about Zoom. We talked about them prior. This is a quick yes. one, but really, really interesting. There's an investigation going on uh, with Zoom about about some misleading information. They actually said that they help over 300 million daily meeting participants, but at first wow. they said 300 million users. The stock price today didn't change very much. It's actually, at least an hour ago when I prepared this, it was doing okay. In January, their stock price was 68. On 423, two weeks ago, let's say, it was 169, and today it's 142, which isn't so bad. Yeah, so we'll yeah. see what happens with the misleading info in the investigation. I can see how that's a tricky word. And, you know, when you're saying something to the, to the, to the world and the industry, you'll be very careful of your words. So it's participants and not subscribers or users, which is a big difference. Oh, that was just yeah, a mistake. Any, well, yeah, when you're publicly traded, what you say. I, I guess we'll find out that anyone selling any shares right after the spike. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. the other thing is, you know, and I, I think we've all heard, Google makes Meet its Zoom and Skype competitor, and it's now free for everyone, as well as Facebook has announced their Rooms product. So there's, con- oh, really? I think Zoom is great. I love Zoom. I love GoToMeeting, but I these other it. things yeah. for more of, non-business use or continuing to, to open up. I know people are concerned about security, so that's something to think right. about. But there are competitors on the market. Uh, let's move into... Name name those competitors real quickly again. I want to write those yeah. down. Absolutely. Google has launched what they call Meet, M-E-E-T, not M-E-A-T. Okay. And Facebook okay. has announced Rooms. <laughs> rooms, okay. Yeah, and do they basically function like pretty similar to are there any uniquenesses have you had a chance to look at them yeah they're they're more for you know family and friends kind of communication you okay. can't share yeah. files and annotate on the screen things that we like to do from the business side okay all right good yeah I'm, I'm a user of zoom and i was annotating and loving that 
It's the first time I used the annotation. Oh, it's the best. Yeah, it's just amazing. All right. So Rooms is there. Let you go on. Sorry, what else you got? All right. Let's keep going. Good info. So Zillow has put out a new technology to help smooth the renting process during COVID-19. And so now renters can search, find, apply, and lease their home entirely through Zillow Rentals. It's a flat fee, and renters get to submit an application through the portal for properties that are participating. And it also includes a credit report, background check, and even gives the renter the ability to explain reasons behind any flaws or negative items on their credit report. And then landlords can work digitally with Zillow Rental Manager. The reason why I think this is interesting is I just like how technology continues to move and expand. And if you think about anyone that's rented from a property management company or anyone that rents independently, this is kind of that thing that is sort of a nuisance. And not everybody wants to work with a lease management company. Anyways, uh, Zillow Rentals seems to continue to expand, and I thought that was some new interesting technology. Stratmore, David, we love Stratmore, right? We love all their info, Garth and and his team, not just Garth, they they just do such a good job. Well, they put out their new insights report, and they really talk about how now to prepare for the extended spike in volumes. Uh, They're talking about servicers, by the way. And, you know, they just say that 2008 should have taught us and helped us prepare for a change in the market, which we're having right now, and how in a, we owe it to the borrowers and we owe it to the community to, to let them know that we've, we understand how different economic situations may change, how we need to respond and help them through these times. And so you wanna check it out, you can go to their website. What I thought was really interesting is that MBA had said that the amount of delinquencies in April was 6.99%, and peer group roundtable meetings from MBA and Stratmore now are showing, could some people are estimating, just personal estimations, right? But some people are estimating between 15 and 20% that rate could jump to. So all wow. the more reason, yeah, and, and you have services right now, by the way, they spent a decade trimming staff and now they're adding staff. So, you know, it gets right into what I said last week. Technology adoption is more significant today than any time in the past. Right. If we need to we need to learn from our lessons past, whether they were positive or negative, and we need to continue to build for the future. And that leads me, David, to just a topic that I wanted to get to today, which really talks about we talked about in the past, build versus own. Right. And so as we look to actually now plan for the future and we have all these objectives and goals that we want to meet, there's a great article in Banking Dive and not Banking Dive like a dive bar, but you know, let's dive in deep. Banking Dive is a, it's a, it's a great online site. And what they talked about really where technology is starving, right? For financial institutions and lenders, applies to lenders as well, is technology. And, and yeah. it talks about a number of items and I'm not going to go through them all, but you want to, the, the same ones that, that in just generalized in banking, whether it's branch transformation or payments or online banking, right? It's the same thing. It's, it's limited visibility limited collaboration, not very good tracking, a lot of human error, reporting is messy, it's not scalable, right? And then security is always a concern of ours. So knowing that these are the things that need to be improved and knowing that our back office needs to support our loan officers and they, in effect, are the presence of your institution to your borrowers and it helps with retaining borrowers, referrals, the entire experience, it's really important that you wanna focus on these areas and especially as our economic times change. There is a structure 
And today I'm going to talk briefly just on building your own team and what's, what works. It's very successful. That structure is what we call a triad. And it includes a designer, an engineering person, a programmer, and a product. And that triad is assigned to a project. And that triad's job, they own that piece of technology. So even if you, you weren't building your own technology, let's say that you were buying and implementing technology, the same thing. You're going to have three people who are ultimately responsible. They're the CEO of that product, and their job is to deliver it. And there's different components in how you manage it. I'll save that for a deeper dive. But just remember, inefficiency, human error, messy reporting, those are areas that are really going to define our business and the ability to truly scale as we look to build for the future. And with that, David, uh, that would be today's report. And hope Good. everybody has a fantastic Good. week. Yeah, good. Hope you can stay on the rest in the Hot Topic segment where we will be interviewing Dale. Love to get into some of your questions for him from a technology standpoint. So good. I will appreciate be it so much. Meet and Rooms. Wrote that down. Check out those. We need to get a few people that are that are not paying off of Zoom and get them over to meeting use rooms so we don't run out of space and bandwidth right. here because it's been a challenge. I was talking to someone who was doing Zoom meeting and only heard about the hacking in was really bad. I mean, they, it was it was Lori Brewer, and yeah. they were doing a with TMC. They were doing a one of their meetings. It was like a uh, one of the webinar kind of things they were using the Zoom meeting, and they came in and the language and at least they didn't put up pornography. A lot of them put up pornography inside these when they hack oh. in, and it's just screaming obscenities and all kinds of things. They shut it down so fast. So you've got to you check this stuff out. And that was even with a password-protected one. So Zoom is not perfect. It's certainly one of it's the one I've switched over to and using now, just tremendously and very happy with it. But also check out meetings and or meet and rooms. Thank you so much, Alan. Appreciate you being here, friend. Always, always, always. All right, let's jump over to Andy Shell. The Prophet Doctor is here with us. That's not just a saying it used to be, but he is truly has a Ph.D. and going for his second Ph.D. But to us, he's always been the Prophet Doctor as watching out what ails your bottom line. Andy Shell, good to have you here, friend. How are you doing? Thank you very much, Dave. It's kind of weird still to see people talk to me as Dr. Shell, even when they'll, other people they'll say, hey, Joe, how's it going? They still refer to me as Dr. Shell, so I'm getting used to it, but I'm also saying it's okay to call me Andy. Let me jump into the conversation just 30 seconds on what you and Alan were just talking about, yeah, because yeah. I've been using GoToMeeting for what they we started with GoToMeeting in our firm 15 yeah, years yeah. ago, and we still use GoToMeeting, and it works great. They've recently done a new update. They have 75 million meetings a year, and we've had, during all this pandemic, when everybody gets on the system, We've had no issues. So I wonder why people are so focused on Zoom when GoToMeeting has a superior product. So I haven't completely figured that out. GoToMeeting needs to hire you to help them with their marketing because <laughs> they, they got left in the yeah. dust and they're a better product. Yeah, we actually used GoToMeeting and we did that for one of our mastermind groups that we're a part of. And we saw some glaring differences in the two. And so we had, without meeting, and then we jumped over and did another one. And then we took a vote with all the ones on the mastermind. 100% says, oh, yeah, Zoom is way sizzlier and sexier and much more compelling to use as a platform. It's really interesting. And so, yeah, but it is a Thursday, Thursday of this last week. 
Thursday of this last week. Yeah, because GoToMeeting yeah. did an update that was, well, interesting. We we all have our opinion, and, and I like GoToMeeting better. So we get to have, That's good. So, that's what's awesome about this. We all get to have our opinions. Andy, I, well, just, it, it, I, broke, I just broke into your Zoom meeting and unmuted myself. Sorry, David. But I, I just wanted to say I completely <laughs> agree with you. The GoToMeeting experience, I did an update, and it totally it, – it made half my meetings go sideways for at least a week. So I, I don't know why and how it happened, but they did change the experience, and I agree with you. Better? Did, you like the, it a lot better? Which one? You like GoToMeeting? No, it made it harder. The GoToMeeting oh, made, it made harder. changes during this pandemic, and it made their interface a lot harder. Oh, yeah. interesting. Interesting. Yeah. You're you know a loyal guy. Scientific surveys. Well, you know what I think yeah. about non-scientific surveys, <laughs> and because I have such an advanced education, statistics, and surveying, and all this other stuff, you know, yes. we'll have to do a scientific method. And from this point, though, you get to buy what you'd like. So yeah, here, that's let's, exactly. Let's go, right. Yes, go on. Let's get beyond opinion <laughs> and get into facts. Yes. Because we're running late, we're we're already the show's already ten minutes late. So today is May the fourth, which is one of my daughter's birthdays. She yes. was born on. May the fourth be with you. But we're still dealing with March reporting issues. <laughs> May the fourth be with you, yeah. Uh, we're still dealing with we're still dealing with March thirty first. So the NFRF, so if you are an agency seller servicer, you have to submit and your mortgage company, commercial banks will have to do this. If you're a mortgage company and an agency seller servicer, you have to submit the it's called the MBFRF. Mortgage Banker Financial Report Form. Everybody in accounting knows about this. It was due on Friday. There's no automatic extension. Now, the submission of the audit was extended to HUD, but the, right. but there's no automatic extension for the MBFRS. If you didn't file it, you better jump on and request an extension if you don't have your numbers ready yet. And one of the reasons you might not have your numbers for March 31 completed is because they look awful. They were sucky. We had some companies with more of a 1.5% decline in um, gain on sale because of the inefficiencies in the hedge environment, particularly with the mandatory delivery desks during the, the craziness as the mortgage-backed security price was moving four points in four days. So what we have to do, though, is when we look at those hedging losses, we should be able to identify a IRLC or a pipeline gain that offsets those hedging losses. So this really big volume we've had because of the decline in the margin, we some companies are losing money despite the fact that we have volume because of this margin decay. But even still, we still have a challenge because some warehouse line lenders won't let you count the IRLC market gain. They make you exclude it. So when you do your debt covenant certificate, it may not look right because you actually for real have IRLC gains beyond just markup. I wrote a whole paper on this topic. It gets complicated really fast. If you want to talk about it, give me a call. But if you're dealing with your work lender and your covenants are failing because they're not including all the pipeline or IRLC gain, let me help because you legitimately should include the IRLC gains in the March 31 number as an offset to the hedging short position loss. It's not really a loss. It's a hedge position. One goes up, the other goes down. That's how it's supposed to work. But when you look at the numbers, you've got to include both pieces of them at the same time. So 
It's also probably time to reassess your financial performance with a 1% or 1.5% declining in your gain on sales. Like, what in the world? How did this happen? So I just looked at the markets, and while the the MBS current coupon is stabilizing, we're seeing it around 103.5 roughly, Best Efforts is not stabilizing. Best Efforts today has a 200 basis point back off from agency delivery or heading delivery. So normally it's about 30 basis points. It's 200 basis points. So if your best efforts, you are in, you, you've got real challenges with trying to get your rates, be, uh, have competitive rates in your environment. So today, really the best path is agency direct. And you really can't co-issue either because you can't sell the servicing. So, but you can actually make money holding the servicing. Servicing retain, you actually make Compass Analytics analysis last week, you make 30 basis points retaining servicing. But to do that, you've got to be agency direct and you've got to have a subservicer already in place. You can't just turn the light switch on. This has to be done in place. So to do that, though, means you've got to have more capital. You've got to have a sophisticated operation. So you've got to launch hedging. And so if you're not already hedging, you need to get into hedging. So that'll help this problem you got to be careful this stuff is complicated yes. is dangerous so if you're not agency direct it's uh it's important to consider going forward with that the first step is looking at how how do you operate with an agency relationship and one of the things you have to do is you have to hire a servicing expert and then you get the servicing expert to engage a subservicer and put all the third-party management controls in place and address the compliance management structure that you have to have for this to even get approved. So it's a lot of pieces to this. But you can do it. Getting into hedging and getting into agency direct will help with this kind of volatility. And even beyond the volatility, it'll help with a more sophisticated operation. But let me firmly suggest get help. Do not try to do this yourself. Most of the time, it fails. Call Dave. Call me. We can talk about how to proceed. It's complicated. You're also going to need to talk to Dale Vermillion because you're going to need to grow your business to leverage the capital. You're going to need to make this yep. whole thing work, and Dale's going to talk next. So there you go, Dave. Yeah. Very good. And I'll, I'll tell you, there is really – you're welcome to call me, but I'll probably refer you over to Andy Shell, honestly, because Andy is one of the best at explaining the complex – in a way that you can understand it. And now that he mixes it and explains it from a financial standpoint, does a spectacular job of it, folks. So if you want to get a hold of Andy Shell, email him. He's got a new email address. Ready for this? It used to be Andy at mbs-team.com. But it's now Dr. D-R Shell, S-C-H-E-L-L at mbs-team.com. Andy Shell, thanks so much for being such a good friend and being a part of this since the very, very beginning. Your contributions are always so much appreciated. And we got to have a barbecue. Got to plan barbecue here real soon. We live in the same area, listeners, so we do we do our barbecues at one of our places, favorite places, and it's Opie's Barbecue. Free advertising for Opie's Barbecue. <laughs> and while we do that, Dave, we, you and I, let's get together. Let's design a survey. That we can launch through SurveyMonkey, and let's come up with yeah. the questions to ask to evaluate GoToMeeting versus Zoom. That's good. Yeah, I love that. That's a good idea. Let's do it. You're right. Needs things need to be more scientific. Although everyone buys on emotion, 
And, you know, that it, it, we go through that. A lot of people love that, but they, they come back to, but it feels good, and I went with this because. And But so, yeah, I love that idea. Great idea. You do and move by facts. Too, and, because that's yeah, a great point, too. I would say that poorly run in companies make decisions on emotion. Sustainable run more sustainable yes. run companies generally make decisions based on data. Yes, I absolutely agree. Perfect. What a great segue Thanks, into Dave. Dale Vermillion's segment. So, yeah, hopefully you stay tuned all the way through and get on with Dale. So, folks, those of you yeah. listening live, just stay right on here with us because we get ready to head up. But that does wrap up this week's weekly update. I'll say a special thank you to our sponsors, the Mortgage Bankers Association of America, Finastra, Lender One, as well as Mortgage Collaborative, the CMLA, Community Mortgage Lenders Association of America, as well as Indicom, Incelerate, Ainsworth Advisors, AI Assist, Celebrity Home Loans, Knowledge Coop, Mobility RE, Modex, Velma, VendorSurf, and Vidyard. Got the V's in here, the last three V's <laughs> at the end. Thanks so much for listening, everybody. Have a great week. Be sure to tell your friends about this podcast, share this podcast, and look forward to having you back next week. Have a blessed week. Talk to you soon. You've been listening to Lickin on Lending, a weekly mortgage market update with your host, David Lickin of Transformational Mortgage Solutions. Join us next week, and thanks for listening.